Hey guys, before we start today, wanted to remind you that the Mina Kind show featuring Lenny is fueled by Gatorade. Gatorade's proven formula, whatever path you take, greatness starts with G. Meeting Time Show featuring Lenny, the only NFL podcaster, one of the host's favorite bowl. It isn't the Orange Bowl. It isn't the Fiesta Bowl. It's not even the Super Bowl. It's the one where he eats his food. That's Lenny. I'm Mina Kimes. And I am joined today by a man who puts out three podcasts a week. I just found out. I feel like actually I should pretend like I already knew that because I'm a subscriber. I just don't. It's so many, Chris. It's so many. Dude, it's I, would, long. I would I would be petrified if you listened to my pod. I'd be like, damn, dude. Like I, you, I do sometimes. You're I'm so like, good at this though. Know, like I'm not even blowing smoke though. I hate it when people that are good at what they do like listen to my bull. So I'm like, I'm really glad that you don't know I put out three a week. It's kind of an uncomfortable lifestyle, and I'm glad to hear you think that's a lot. We might go down to two. <laughs> it's a it's a good pod. If you're listening and you're not a subscriber, I am a subscriber. Green light, look it up. Um you know, oh, yeah. What's your favorite live show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the one with you and Macon. <laughs> You're the best, the dude, dude Macon. Macon. Yeah, um, Macon, your he, favorite. He, 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 I love that guy. He's so funny. Um, he looks like he, oh gosh, this is, I'm in dangerous territory. Do you watch the show The Righteous Gemstones? It's one of my favorite shows. Well, I need to because I love Danny McBride, but like I haven't caught up on it. Okay, I feel like he making your friend could be a character on that show, and yeah, people people say Steve is the guy from Thirty Rock, Stevie. Oh uh, uh, well, that's from East East East. Oh yeah, no, no, no. There's a different guy in Thirty Rock. There's a guy in Thirty Rock. I know Stevie and East okay. down all the fixings, but like, oh, um, kind of your Stevie in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my Stevie. I yeah, Macon gets time. a lot of flattering, not so flattering. Uh, he's better looking in person. He's better looking in person. He looks really tall. Um, He's tall. Okay. So speaking of height, we were we are going to talk about the thing I'm going to explain in a second. But just breaking news: Reddit dropped a NFL's hottest coaches rankings. It looks like a poll of 36 women, 361. Pardon me. And you and I have thoughts. We were discussing pre-show. <laughs> a lot of thoughts. We're not gonna. We're not. We're gonna maybe get to that at the end because I don't want to alienate my listeners. And also, I do actually want to talk about um, this subject that I that I brought up with you for today, which is it, it kind of started after the Bucks smashed the Giants, which I kind of figured was going to happen. I had a thought, which was before the season, Chris. I was like, "Why are we even playing the season? It's just going to be the Chiefs and the Bucks again." Then all this crazy stuff happened and it didn't look at all like that. Now I'm kind of back on the chiefs bucks again. It's like time is a flat circle. So the premise I threw at you is let's talk about who actually has a shot of winning the Super Bowl because this is the season of parody. I'm sure there's statistics that support that. Like the margin, you know, between the teams most likely I actually pulled up five Who's most likely to make the Super Bowl, the playoffs. But I think a lot of teams can realistically win the Super Bowl. Do you agree with me? I do agree with you, and I love that. Like, I'm, hey, listen, I'm an NCAA basketball fan for the reasons of like parity. I mean, over like the, the exponentially better quality play in the NBA. Okay. So, you know, like, I, I, I definitely love it being wide open. And when have we been able to be used to that um, over the last 10, 12 years in the NFL? So I think, yeah, when you look in the AFC, you can damn near go, um, 
Uh, four of the six of the top six teams, or five of the uh, seven top seven teams, uh, could probably win it in my mind. Yeah. Uh, I have a big contingency thing with Tennessee. Obviously, everybody else does. Mm-hmm. And then the NFC, there's a bigger ledge. I think there's three teams. Ooh, that, three. Three and a half teams that could win it. And one that I think could probably get hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. now, ooh, what a great tease with the numbers. Um, I'll go four okay. and a half. I'll go four and a half. I'm, I don't want to leave out the car. Yeah, I'll go four See, and a half. You're already walking back your take. That's not, yeah. you would you would be not good at first Bad business. Um. That's the ultimate W on first take is when someone, and now that I do it every week, I know this, when you force the other person to start, like Keyshawn, in my case, to start walking back his take in real time, that's honestly like a sign of weakness and you it, it, you know you've won. Oh, yeah. Even if you haven't really uh, won, you know. Yeah, it's the rules are on first take. I mean, it looks, when when you're on there, I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, shit, Mina's, Mina's on today. Like, we're going to actually have to, like. We're gonna actually have to do our jobs, and she's gonna JJ Reddick, man, really. JJ guns blazing, the nicest guy. Spicy, he's um, a guy. You can't like podcasters when they go on first take are like, oh yeah, you want to you want to have a, a debate? Yeah, uh, I, you want to talk facts? You want to? Because anyways, this is a whole separate thing. So you mentioned the AFC. Let's start with the AFC. Um, so I pulled up five thirty eight, uh, like percentage. Basically, they do NFL predictions based on schedule, the you know, the teams perform so and they have playoff chances, win the division, yada yada. So here I, I'm just gonna read you the AFC teams in order yeah. of making the playoffs. Right now, per 538, it goes Chiefs, Titans, who we should talk about for the reason you kind of described, Ravens, Patriots, Chargers, Bills. I think after that, like, you know. Sorry, Bengals. You're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. I think, you know, the Browns are way down too as well. And then it's just, you know, a total cliff. But I think those are the teams that, like, you could mount a case. The Chargers are a little thin. We'll talk about that. But you could you could mount a case for any of those teams. So let's just start here. Who do you feel the best about? I feel the best. I mean, this isn't a flavor of the month thing. But if I was, like, to place a bet and I wanted it to be safe – um, when you look at the matchups in the AFC, uh, I took the Patriots over win total. Okay, so I put my money down on this thing. I put like a, you know, a used sedan down on the Patriots. Uh, to, to Yeah, so like nine and a half, I think, was the number. I should know that number better. But I feel like uh, people are coming around to the fact that this team's very good. We looked at a team in 2019. Uh, I believe it was, and we thought, oh, this team could win the Super Bowl with a defense that was probably overvalued because they played a lot of really bad teams early, um, yeah. and they had next to nothing offensively. I watched that team the other night down in Atlanta. Now, I know they were bullying Atlanta, but the energy they have is like a championship energy on that defense, and that's something that, you know, it it coincides with bringing the guys back that have been there. You know, all of a sudden, you get Jamie Collins back. Kyle Van Noy is there. Um you, you hit in free agency. In 2019, one of the problems I had with that defense was they couldn't – they had to manufacture pass rush, right? This is Matt the good Judon. defense. You're talking about the, the defense that was like the – I think they finished as like the number one. Yeah, and people point. were talking about them like they were the steel curtain defense, and they weren't. Um, and they certainly weren't good enough to win that offense a Super Bowl. Um, so, like – you know, now they can actually rush the passer. They can win one-on-ones. You still can scheme things up. But you and I both love Judon. Um, and, and you know, he's also drafted well, Bill. I mean, Barmore, 
already making an impact. So it's not just the quarterback. I think when you look at it, I know people are going to say, what about the Chiefs? Listen, my brother's on the Chiefs. I think they got as good a chance as anybody. The Chiefs have been on a three-year run. Like, they've damn near been in three Super Bowls in a row, if it weren't for, like, uh, I think it was a D Ford offside. So the fact that they're even still mustering the strength to make this late-season push is incredible to me. I just know that the matchup, probably favors New England. Like if you were like looking at one team that wasn't scared of the other, I think New England's not afraid of the, you know, the 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 best team in the AFC because as you look at it record-wise, the Titans have one big question mark. Um they can win without they can win with everybody on the sideline and win with 100 different players uh during the regular season, but without Derrick Henry and that's a 10-week injury and you don't know what he's mm-hmm. going to be like when he gets back, you know, weight-bearing, it's a bone. It's hard for me as much as I love them to be like, yeah, the Titans are going to win a Super Bowl. If they do, build a statue of Mike Vrabel. But mm. I think there's a lot that they have to overcome, namely Derrick Henry. So the Patriots feel safe to me. But having said that, I feel like almost anybody in the AFC can make a run. Yeah. I don't believe in Baltimore, Mina. Okay, so put put a pin in Baltimore. Because uh, yeah. I feel like Baltimore, I actually... Well, they're not like Tennessee. Baltimore to me is like a one-man operation. Where one it's man. Like, how much do I believe one in this? Per- and I believe in him a lot, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, I've been saying the Patriots have the highest floor and the Chiefs have a higher ceiling. In it, yes. But I think you you made a really important point, which is this is about matchups. The playoffs this year, more than any other year, I think, are about matchups. And the Patriots in their current iteration are built in a way to exploit every matchup in this yeah. conference. Um, you talked about how in 2019 they had to manufacture pressure. A number that I just blew my mind from, again, it's Atlanta, whatever, but uh, they only blitzed 11% of the time and got a 41% pressure rate. Yep. That is not something that happens in the NFL. Yep. And um, it's insane. Like I, I it's, the, the defense is uh, so physical. They're getting like Kaisley, like Kyle Duggar suddenly looks like a superstar. And even without, I thought when they lost Jonathan Jones, the wheels might come off, but it hasn't in coverage. Obviously, JC Jackson is a stud. And then on the other side of the ball, and this applies to the Colts too, who I actually do want to talk about. The whole, the last like four or five years of the NFL have been all about going lighter, getting guys who can win in space, pass, pass, pass. Basically, this Patriots team zigged, and now it's to me, it's paying off. And like, we're really going to see that in um, these two Bills games. We start with the Bills as well in oh, December yeah. because what a terrible matchup for Buffalo. And I'm not saying Buffalo can't win, and I and I still have some optimism that they can turn things around a bit. But like New England, just offensively, look at their offensive line. Those dudes are yeah. freaking huge. No, we like, talked about that. I mean, you and I talked about that. It was after the Cle- Cleveland game. It was like, you walked away from that Cleveland game and you were like, holy shit, New England is like, New England's back. You know, like New England's, they're back in a different way than they've been in a little bit because, you know, you've got these backs that you hit on in the draft. Um, you know, Stevenson played really well. You've got Trent Brown back looking interested. Um you have Isaiah Wynn uh, in the run game. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about him pulling down on the goal line and looking, you know, it looks like a well-oiled machine. You know, they had Scar for so many years, uh, and you wonder what that's like now. But the, the offensive line is playing really well together. And so they look like a vintage New England team. This is like this is like Belichick in a sick way. Took the time, took the year, took his lumps, 
um, did what he had to do, scrapped, was competitive, didn't tank, you know, like tried to win and still pulled this thing off while the Bills seemed to squander their window in the AFC East. Now, that's not to say they can't win. I picked them to be in the Super Bowl when somebody asked me like five, six weeks into the season. So um, I, I certainly think they can still make that run. I think they just the bottom fell out last week, and there's questions about can they beat a good team. Um, I think you mentioned that Colts team. That Colts team is scary. If they learn to put teams away, you can talk about that back, just got 20 carries for the first time the last two weeks. Like Frank Reich is massaging this thing correctly, and he's not making Carson do everything. And Carson, you know, I've said this all the time. The one year he was a big volume interception guy. He's not a volume interception guy. Really, he's just a it's it's the magnitude of these interceptions. Like they're truly like it interceptions. Like, you know, just the audacity to throw the ball where he threw it at the end of the Titans game. If he can eliminate those throws, which is a big if, this team can beat anybody because they have the guys up front. They have playmakers uh at nearly every level. Um, and they're built like a pro-style team, and teams right now don't like that. You think the Chargers want to play either of those teams in the playoffs? So the Chargers are a team that I love because of the quarterback, but I don't know how good that team really is. Um, if you can't stop the run in the playoffs, I sound like an old football yeah. guy, but you're nope, kind of looking at that's the That's where we are. Like, how, yeah. how do you watch the Colts in the just absolutely stomp the Bills and come away with any other – I mean, granted, the Bills were missing you – know, you know, Tremaine Edmonds and Star Lotulele, but Bar, yeah, um, a big loss. You know, I, who's been very important. But the Bills again, it, it's like comes down to team building. This was a team that was built to win in space, to yes. win small, to win light. Even like Ed Oliver, he's like a small guy. He's, he, he they want him to like shoot gaps. He he's not built to to stop. You know, Quentin Nelson and whoever the hell they've got. So I think. All of a sudden in the AFC, we're at a place where these matchups seem to favor these heavier, more power-oriented teams. Now, that said, um, I, I'm not all in on New England or or, Car or Carson. Well, it is because of Carson. Yeah, Indianapolis well, okay. for, for, for different reasons. Like, I think with Indy, you got a quarterback who might just go YOLO and ruin things. <laughs> YOLO. Just total YOLO I, picks. I, it just is what it is. And then in, in New England, I think there's a cap on the explosive playmaking ability of the passing attack. That And so I'm not, that's not even a dig on Mac Jones. Some of that could be no, play calling. No. It's just not what they do. So I think matchup wise, both of those teams suddenly have an advantage against the Chiefs and the Bills. But both of those teams also have less exciting quarterbacks. And maybe that exactly. sudden, that's not enough. It's pretty interesting because you do have like the two most spectacular, really, to me, the guys that I love watching outside of obviously Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, the Josh Allens, the Lamar Jacksons, the Justin Herberts, obviously, that's just ridiculous to watch. And even Joe Burrow, like, I don't feel like their teams are 100% there. I mean, obviously, to varying degrees. And if you're the Bills, it's kind of crazy. Because you might feel like it's a little unfair. You, you're hitting a moving target. You're trying to 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 beat the you're trying to beat the chiefs you know like all the time the last year and a half they've been like well what do we have to do to beat yeah. the chiefs we make, we make our adjustments accordingly and then this power football thing comes yes. back yes. and uh and the chiefs have even been doing more gap scheme stuff and that offensive line has been deep if anything and you know guys like my brother coming back at some point hopefully you know they're 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 a formidable group that's going to get better as the season goes on we always discount coaching you know, like we, we know who the coaches are, 
and we take that in a vacuum every Sunday, but we always discount like the entire year and the development of players and the, the figuring out, well, how do I want to use this guy? You know, and preseason is not a, what it used to be. Camp's not what it used to be. So look at some of the best coaches in the league and you can bet there's going to be a big delta between that team in September so, and November. Along those lines, I cannot believe how much better this Chiefs defense is playing. And yeah. I feel a little stupid because this is often the case with Steve Spagnuolo coach defenses, yeah. but we're talking about a defense that went from being the worst in the NFL to obliterating Dallas. Um, and, and not in like a, it wasn't smoke and mirrors, Chris. Like no. I, I said, what, what blew me away watching the Dallas game. First, first of all, the, the game plan was very different from what I expected. I thought, so during the Chiefs defense, like their run of improvement against, you know, kind of limited offenses, New York, the Raiders, uh, Jordan Love, they were playing way more cover two, blitzing less, just super conservative. Let's protect our corners. Great. In this game, suddenly they, they kind of went back to their old ways a little bit, a lot more man free, lot, a, a bit more blitzing. Although I think yeah. having Melvin Ingram there really helps them with the standard rush, which I'd love to hear your thoughts on. Yeah. But, but dude, they were like tackling. Like the like Legereus oh, Sneed, yeah, they were like tackling their flying into the ball. football. Yeah, and that I just did not see that coming at all. I didn't either, Mina. And I'm telling you, like this was a game where they just kind of put, they just put it on the table and they said, you know what, Dallas is wounded, and I'll get to Dallas in a second. I mean, I'm not going to discount them off. Yeah, we'll a game get we'll like get that. to the NFC. At the yeah, I mean, but like Dallas is wounded. They're down Tyron. They're down, you know, receiver. They're, then they're down CD. Uh, and, and Dak's two weeks off of that calf thing, and who knows how that feels right now. Um, but it's one of those games that you said it. Like, they had been conservative. And we all know Spags turns off the heat as the season goes on. But they were daring the Cowboys to beat them in a lot of ways. And and just kind of like, they just look like, and you said this. I mean, Chris Jones, three and a half sacks. You know, he had three on the season. Frank Clark's playing better. He's come along the last two weeks. Their D line actually looks looks better than the group in um and I think it was eighteen when they hundred percent agree hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like especially with the Ingram um, addition, which really the strength of a defensive line is in its depth. I mean, you can have a top end player, but if you don't have the depth around him and the you know the one through four that you can just rush for, as you kind of alluded to, uh, you're not going to have the luxury of a great rushing unit. But but the guys on the back end were playing their asses off. And I'm talking about, I think I saw Sneed run downhill and blow up Carter. And his job is just to set the ed edge on this, mm. uh, this bubble screen out there uh, in the first half. And I'm saying to myself, he sets the edge. He fights to the block and wins the play by deading that screen right there. And, and, and that, that means the attitude is, is adjusting there on the back end of me. I hate talking about something that you can't see it with numbers and that sort of thing, but like, I just think they're buying in, and I love seeing the Honey Badger kind of move all over the field. They look like one of those Steve Spagnola defenses. One of these years, I'm, I'm not going to count them out defensively in October, and I'll learn my lesson. Listen, I mean, you wouldn't be, they were literally, like, awful the first few months. And, um, like, I, I actually bet if I have the numbers for uh, Dallas's, I don't know, EPA on screens, it's probably negative in this game because Sneed was just blowing them up all over the place. This was that was their answer, you know, when they were getting blitzed. And it, that's that's the worst I've ever seen Dallas's screen game look, by the way. Um in it looked this, really in bad season, in this game. So so let me ask you this: like, do you to go back to the original question, which is like, can they win the Super Bowl? Do you feel like the Chiefs are trending upwards enough because of their defense, or do you still have it's the defense? 
it's the yeah. defense. And then, <laughs> then it's like the it's, offense will figure yeah. it out. Yeah, it's there, you know, and, and when I talk about the Packers in a minute, when we get there, like I think some of the most impressive, like the reasons that I think some of these contenders have a real chance is because they their defense has been invested in or improved. Um, the Chiefs are one of those groups that that they've improved and they don't look quite right offensively yet. Like, like I know they 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 put up you know you know Pat Patrick had five touchdowns against uh, against the the Raiders, but they've been doing that year in and year out. Like the only thing difference about different about that game is that that uh, the Raiders couldn't keep up. Usually they keep up. So you know I really still want to see this offense break out. I know they're working some things in the run game. I think the biggest thing is those turnovers and like. You know, there were still two that showed up uh, on Sunday. So, you know, I want to see what they do against like a full strength, legit team that'll take advantage of some of those turnovers because Dallas got the ball at about midfield two times, uh, you know, around halftime, actually three, two of them off turnovers. And they couldn't they couldn't do much with it. I mean, they, they kicked the field goal out of that. So the if you want to beat the Chiefs, just take advantage of your opportunities. I mean, that's the big thing. That defense is going to be the thing that carries them until Patrick figures that out. But I don't know if that dynamic number two guy is walking through the door for them. So I still think the Bills can can do it. And I still have – I actually have a still belief in the defense, even though, like I said, I don't think they were built to stop the pass. And I think they will stop the pass. Excellent secondary. Obviously, you know, a rising young pass rush. Well – Jerry Hughes is still the best pass rusher and he's like 40, but whatever. But, and I, they Super just got, overrated. yeah, I love Jerry. Just, you know, destroyed by a, a Colts pass run game that's terrifying and diverse and everything. But I think some of the, the injuries played a role in that. I do yeah. have um, serious concerns about this offense. So, and I'm very concerned about their ability to play New England because. So Josh, it, 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 I love what you said about how the Chiefs, like the Bills, were like, "Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna try to stop the Chiefs," and then suddenly yeah. they they just kind of look like the beta Chiefs now. Ooh, yeah, that but like when I watch this offense, you know, they're getting the same treatment, right? The too high stuff, and the same thing is happening. I feel like with Kansas City, there's answers, and sometimes you see flashes, like they'll put together like a beautiful scripted drive where there's a power running game and there's good underneath stuff and whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure the answers are on the bills roster on offense to that. Do you like what, if you're, you know, Brian Dable and Sean McDermott, like yeah. what do you do with this offense, which was built to, you know, spread them out, get, get these guys in space, Josh Allen, you got a cannon, but all of a sudden when that's no longer available to you and you don't have a change up, what do you do? Well, look what uh, Baltimore. I, this sounds crazy, and some people might be like, "What the f is he talking about?" But you could spend the next few weeks putting in a quarterback run package for the playoffs. You know, you could spend the next yeah. few, if you're selling out to win a championship. And I know that like he's a very valuable guy, um, but he, you know, involve him that's in the it. run game a little bit. Yeah, the, that's their only successful run game right now. Yeah, so that's I'm him. just saying, like, you know, lean Stop into that. You got it. You got to really kind of rethink because, as you said, like I don't think personnel will allow them to make this switch with like an increased emphasis. And when you talk about like teams giving teams too high and saying, "Hey, can you run the ball on us?" Uh, you know, like like can you run the ball into a light box? Can you run? You know, um, that sort of thing. The Chiefs actually can. I, I think they're capable. Yes. I think they have Same. answers on their roster. To your point, and the Bills. The thing that scares me is whether it's Josh Allen. 
or it's a slumping Patrick Mahomes. Like these guys make frustration throws sometimes. These guys make like it throws sometimes. They're not like Carson Wentz fuck it throws, but they're like, hey, I'm pissed off. This drives 10 plays long. What the hell? You know, like right, right. um, so if you look at Josh Allen, I saw this figure the other day. That team's 17 and 17 when he turns the ball over. Is that is that legit? Do you have stat people again? Because my stat people gave me that, and I was shocked. I mean, like, you take the ball away once. You got a 50-50 chance of beating this really, really dynamic quarterback and this very good team objectively. So those two teams scare me for that reason. They're the they're the risky reward kind of bets. And then the Patriots are, as you said, the highest floor. Yeah. Well, and then they, they have a defense that can not only I think too high also kind of oversimplifies some of the challenges facing yeah. these quarterbacks because like with Allen in particular and Patrick to a lesser degree I think if you have a secondary that's capable of changing the picture post snap and crowding the middle of the field and yeah Josh again this is not like he he was really 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 great at the line scrimmage last year but you can see this year him making mistakes especially because and this sort of is I think a bigger problem for Buffalo than Kansas City the offensive line is not playing really well right now and yeah, um yeah so he he's the pressure is coming the picture is clouded his guys aren't getting open and he's being forced into making mistakes and it's concerning so we're gonna learn a lot about this team and new england in december um i feel like i already know everything about the ravens we, i mean we just kind of tapped that but like not, not a, a good defense team. not a good not team a good but not they probably have the the best weapon under center well in the pistol in, yeah in the i mean like, NFL. it's a funny conversation that people conflate the two things is like you know i i don't know that he's the best player in the nfl but he's damn sure the the mvp you know like and i think a lot of people take the mvp conversation to be like uh, unequivocally the best it's player he's semantics. unequivocally the most valuable dude to yeah. his team um in the entire league this team is not well constructed to win this year uh, when you, you you roll into camp and your big like kind of flashy signings are, you know, um, the running backs you brought in, uh, you know, the, the tackle you got from from uh, Pittsburgh and Villanueva, who's kind of out of, uh, you know, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit out of gas. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, be disrespectful, but he's older. You saw the Raiders game. He's going to have games like that. Um, the defense they had a tough one last game. week too. Yeah. With the backup, the he was getting whooped, but yeah. Oh man, well, my my guy Robert Quinn still got it. I don't know if uh, Rob was giving him fits. That was admittedly he does. Good. He's having yeah. a great season. Yeah, he's Shout playing really the well. Angeles Robert Robert Quinn. He's playing really well, and so like the Ravens, man, I just don't think they're very good. And um, you know, right now it's they've won a lot of close games. You know, I'm looking at this Tennessee uh, irony here is. Tennessee and Baltimore are one and two as it sits right now. They're two teams that so if, if Tennessee doesn't have Derrick Henry, I'd probably bump them down to five or six um, and, and the Ravens down to six or seven. There is a way for the Chargers because New England or somebody is going to take this top spot and Tennessee is going to fall off a little bit, just stumble into the playoffs a little bit, right? I mean, we figure that might mm -hmm. happen, whether it's the Chiefs or the Patriots. You know, the Chargers could end up with a, with a good matchup and say the – the Chiefs beat the Patriots and Chargers Chiefs could be a really fun AFC championship that the, the Chargers would mm. feel really good about uh, about playing in. They just need to win more with four. You know, that's one of their biggest problems right now. It's how to stop the run is, is yeah. winning with, with four man pass rush. They're, they're kind of to me in the Ravens E tier where it's like, holy shit. 
this quarterback is doing things that are oh like my make yeah. my eyes bug out. And I, I loved that he put those 90 rushing yards on tape. Put the fear of God in yep. defensive coordinators. Do not play man against yep. this this dude. But um, I just think the roster isn't there yet. Uh, I think the right side of the offensive line has just been an enormous problem for them. You know, obviously when Bulaga went down, def- and defenses know that. And then I don't – I've kind of bitched about this on the podcast before. don't love the conservative play calling on offense at all. Uh, and then defensively, like you said, the pass rush outside of Bosa – just not there um and there you can run on them man like which to go back to the beginning of this conversation sort of with the meta and the nfl right now and like with teams like new england and indy like that's a huge freaking and baltimore by the way a huge freaking problem um yeah. although baltimore yeah. is very different but i i just they're close and i think this time next year we're having probably a different conversation once they've had a little bit more time to tweak the roster i just don't think they're there yet not quite. So we're just going to, the Titans are just too hard. I hate that. I Titans fans don't take that as disrespect. You're yeah. Gonna that's fine. You're going to yell yeah. at me. You're yeah. Freaking, you're I love the Titans. I mean, like I absolutely love the Titans. I respect them as much as any team in the league. I mean, but even their fans know, I mean, the, y'all sat out there in the rain and watched the Texans game. There's just not a lot going. Great four man rush. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Jeffrey Simmons has come on so well. And somebody Landry needs to go to the Pro Bowl. I know we miss this a lot with rushers, but just because he's not a big name uh, and hasn't played in a big market, that dude has been a great one two punch with Simmons. So um, just they've got they've got like the pieces like my beloved Elijah Molden from UW, a.k.a. DBU, like is just crushing it for them. They're getting corners back. Problem is, like, I just that there's the Henry thing and like obviously that is the straw that stirs the Titans drink, but also your two best wide receivers, like they get her a lot. And I just don't, I just don't know. I I just can't, I I just don't don't think it's going to happen. I don't even know if Julio, like as great a player as he is. I think even if just AJ Brown is healthy and targeted, I still feel good about when you have a guy in your offense that a five, five yard out could go or a slant could go for 95. Like, we just need one of those guys, you know, just in the last couple of weeks, they haven't really targeted him effectively. Um, he's got some injuries, so um, I just think they're going to limp through the finish line. But Derrick Henry, I bet against him for four years. I, I think the bottom is <laughs> going to fall out. Maybe he can come back in 10 weeks and be legit in the playoffs and look like 85% of himself. So rank – okay, so the original question, which of these teams can win the Super Bowl? Give me your one, two, three in the AFC. So – I'm going to cop out because I have a brother on the Chiefs. So the Patriots and the Chiefs are the, uh, are the, uh, are the, the two best teams in the, in the AFC. And, and I think that probably the, the matchup favors the Patriots, but it just depends on how they get there. Um, and then after them, I'm actually going to put the um, – we, the playoffs are about getting hot, right? It's about the yeah. matchups. So the problems we just talked about the Bills, like we just talked about everything the Bills do wrong – and some of the the mitigating factors. I think that they're actually. I would put Justin Herbert and the Chargers ahead of them. Woo! Yeah. Spicy take. Yeah, spicy. Just because I don't think either of those teams necessarily win it. So it. Um, and and uh, the Bills after them, and then after them with everything adjusted, the Titans. I don't think the Ravens have an opportunity to win the whole thing. I'd actually put the Bengals ahead of them. <gasps> I don't agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I just really have a thing. I'm like. The Ravens, to me, annoy me because they have such a good thing under center. 
and they yeah. can't figure out how to how to maximize they're that just, situation. They're just too hurt. They'll, I, they're next. I mean, I think like we everyone under because they lost all their running backs at the same time. Everyone kind of overlooked the Marcus Peterson and what it meant for that defense. That was a big deal. I think. Um, yeah, Odafe Owe early on really was flashing and then has tailed off a little bit. I think he can totally take it to a next level next year. Um, he will. And it, it, you know, it's they, hard. It, you know, you're a rookie. You're not, he's not like a 6'5, right. 200 and, or 300 pound guy. I mean, he's a, he's a rookie. You know, it's like it, 100%. Your rookie year, you lose a little steam. Yeah, and they're finding ways like, you know, Tyus Bowser goes off one week or last week. Um, you know, once they figured out like getting Josh Bynes in the lineup, like Patrick Queen is actually improving. So I, I still really like them. I'm going Bills three just because to me, I think the fundamentals in the defense, while the defense does have that kind of softness we talked about from a matchup perspective, I don't love. Yeah. The secondary is still so good. Yeah. And I think offensively, that Brian Dable's a really smart guy and that there are still schematic solves. But if they get their asses handed to them by New England, I might change my mind. I reserve that. Right, question. exactly. You check back. But that's the thing. Uh, about I have people that are like, oh, you picked the Chiefs earlier in the season. I'm like, well, things can change. Like, what if you want me to just, like, if the Chiefs bottom out in October, you want me to just give you that take? Like, I don't know. Uh, teams change month to month. All right. Let's take a quick break and then come back and talk about the NFC. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Mina Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mina Show, M-I-N-A-S-H-O-W. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. And I have to say, speaking from experience recently, having tried it for the first time in Detroit, it is absolutely delicious. Right now, you can get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So here I'm going to read you the playoff odds NFC rankings. Cardinals at 99% Mm -hmm. also have the highest chance of winning the Super Bowl. The teams with the first round buys have, you know, big chance because of the way it works. Uh, Packers. Yeah. Interesting. I have thoughts on that. Bucks. Hoomst, I believe. 
Is that the second time I've said whomst? Anyways, I believe that they that, that that's my guy, my team right now. Uh, then a bunch of AFC teams. Cowboys losing some steam there, even though they're gonna probably win the division. Rams, and, and then we get to like Vikings, Niners, Saints, Eagles. I think we can squash those teams, right? I mean, do we really think? Yeah. But just really quickly, Vikings, Niners, uh, Saints, Eagles. None of those teams are winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh. Vikings, as much as I hate the Vikings and and hope they lose because I have the under win total for them, uh, I think the Vikings are my one. Like at and you, we, you and I were talking about this. They could just get hot. Well, you know, they could get ridiculous. hot. I don't think they could win a Super Bowl, but they could be sitting there in an NFC Championship game, and you'd be like, "What, what? the hell happened?" I, I I I thought they would win the Packers game, and I was too much of a coward to say so in public because I think this offense. And maybe this is a good way to talk about the Packers as improved as that Packers defense is and um, as as better as they, they've gotten at stopping the run while still primarily, you know, playing those light boxes. They don't they just don't have the guys to cover Phelan and Jefferson. And I'm not sure anyone in the NFL does, because, as you know, it's like a pick your poison scenario. Either you, you try to stop the run game. Or you can, you know, give your cornerbacks help with those receivers, and that one-two punch at receiver is absurd. I just don't yeah. trust Kirk Cousins, and I don't trust this defense. Um, I think of all those teams I mentioned in that kind of bottom chunk, and I talked about how much I love Philly's run game last week. I don't need to get into that, but 50-50-50 plan, Sirianni. Hey, That's the it. real plan. <laughs> love it for them. Um, I don't. I just don't. I think the Vikings are probably my favorite out of those teams. But let's talk about the Packers. Yeah. Are, are you a Packers believer? So for since retirement and I started doing this media thing, I have hated the Packers. And it's not, you know, anything personal. Like, you know, yeah, Rodgers drew me off sides during my career and made me feel stupid before. <laughs> and Balaga somehow, like, I couldn't beat Balaga. It was like he was my nemesis. But it really has nothing to do with that. It really has everything to do with the fact now that, uh, you know, I just thought they were soft for a couple of years defensively. They I were. I, you know, like, God, and they changed things that. up. You don't have caveats necessary. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I just thought they were soft. And so I didn't think, and it played out this way, that they could go win football games in, in January. And this year, I think they do. And actually in the NFC, with a big asterisk because I want to know what the hell's going on with the left tackle. Cause I don't, you know, I don't want to see number 73 riding out the rest of the season. I know Bakhtiari just had his knee scoped or something. Um, yeah. And Elton Jenkins, who was doing a really good enough job out there uh, is out with an ACL. If they can figure out how to, how to protect, I think they're the best team in the NFC because of just as we talked about, Hey, the chiefs are picking up the slack. Well, there's not a ton of slack to pick up offensively for the, uh, the Packers. Um, and Rodgers' toe is an issue, but they've just played better defensively this year. They've been competitive, and, you know, like the Vikings game scares you, but I, I want to be careful not to undervalue them because of that game. They've been consistently, you know, getting worked over by the Vikings the last, you know, since 2017, I think it was. Ever since Dalvin Cook showed up, I think they've been getting worked over by the Vikings, so um, I think they're like 3-5-1 and one or some crazy like that, so um, – I actually bet the Vikings this week. I thought um, – I don't know if I would have said it publicly, but that's what I do mean. I bet them, and then I have receipts. It's like you well, should start Well, whoop-de-doo. Good so for you. you. Can do, but so you can do that. Like you can actually hedge a little bit and bet and not say it publicly and then show people. Mm -hmm. 
But I, I just think the the Packers are a tough matchup for everybody, including I think it's a better matchup for the Packers uh, against the Bucks than it were than it was last year, and that was mm. a really scary matchup for them. Well, they've got the Rams this week, so we can actually even kind of look at it through that lens from because the Rams are. You think the Packers lose this week? I, I do think too. They lose this week. I don't I do think too. they figured out what the hell to do over there. It's the wrong week to uh to have that problem to have offensive line issues yeah i mean the ball's coming out quick we already know that right and that has been a weakness for los angeles by the way you know playing teams that get the ball out quick the linebacker is sort of the weakness on this team i'll be very curious to see if i think Jalen ramsey will probably shadow Devontae in this game um which is not something he's done this season but uh with the packers defense like this is they're much improved this year and it's not just scheme although i think joe barry their defensive coordinator has done a really really nice job of protecting the revolving door of cornerbacks by the way jair alexander whatever the hell's going on that could be probably the biggest determinant of whether or not this is a Super Bowl team but yeah. um in addition to the bacteria stuff however it, you know it, it, it's it's not just that it's also the fact that up front they are not soft you, you've always had like, kenny clark's always been good but now you've got you've yeah. actually got real live linebackers who can tackle yeah. and come downhill and are scary devondre campbell is a revelation to me that said this is a they're still primarily a sub package team which they were during the mike Pettin era stylistically different and in this vikings game they played more base than they have the entire season and they got punished for it right so I think they're, it, it's not a smoke and mirrors situation. I think they are like, they do have more talented guys and their safeties are awesome and they're playing and like the spine of the defense is very talented, but cornerback without Jair Alexander is still a problem with this team. Yeah. Um, no question. And then on the other side of the football, uh, the offensive line losing Elton Jenkins is, and with all the uncertainty with Bakhtiari remains, I mean, like you want to talk about matchups. So let's say come playoff time, Bakhtiari's back, which is the best case scenario, of course. Um, and then they'll roll, they'll stick with the rest of their offensive line. Like Elton Jenkins is so good to not have him against Aaron Donald in the playoffs yeah. while you're also worried about Leonard Floyd and um, Von Miller. It's just not a good situation for this team. It's a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup. I actually, I mean, I would, I would pose this question. I mean, one of the reasons, you know, the Bucks, I, do you trust the back end there? So that's about health, right? Um, yeah. I, I think I saw somewhere that Carlton Davis was maybe not practicing, but in the building. Um, so to me, w- the problem with the Bucks has all been defensive to me. Um, yeah. although offensively, you really saw like what having Rob Gronkowski does in the field for that offense. Oh, he makes a big difference. It's incredible. He's everything. The guy. He's everything. It's incredible to think a guy sat out of football for a year. Like, like this guy's, he's just. I mean, he he's a he's one of the few people I watch football, and I can tell how big they are. You know, I, I think it's because he's playing in the second level. Everybody else who's big just kind of blends in. Yeah. But this guy, I mean, he's going to have that size and, and and ability to 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 you know the mismatches he creates. I didn't think he'd get old this gracefully. It's crazy. To, I mean, maybe every like legendary player should just take a year off, come back. Take and, a year off. It's wild, fresh. man. It is yeah. wild. But like his on-off numbers, what they're able to do with him on the field. By the way, Brady getting a lot of the same looks as Josh Allen and Mahomes quietly. Yeah. Um, yeah. What he does in the underneath game, getting yards after the catch, incredible. Offensive line is great. I'm not worried about the Bucks offense. Defensively, I am worried, and I have been worried because 
not only have there, there, there been like a ton of injuries in the secondary, the pass rush just doesn't look as good to me as it yeah. did last year. And that's something I actually wanted to ask you about because, um, you know, JBB is playing through injury, right? I think yeah. it's like a torn rotator cuff or something. Like, do you think Vita Vea will be back this week? Not that apparently it didn't matter. Do you think that this is still a strength of this defense? Like, do you think they still have one of the better front sevens in the league? I still think so. I think, you know, a lot of times like D-line units can can get slumpy. Um, I think that, you know, you you alluded to some of the health issues they've had. Um, and we used to say like the sacks come in bunches, that sort of thing. I think as we get down the stretch here and they're playing in some big ball games, rushers can sense that kind of magnitude. And I also think having a guy like Indomitian Sue who, man, when he was in Miami, I thought he was done. Yeah. Like he's still playing at a high level. Uh, at least in flashes and having that kind of, you know, when JPP's down or Shaq's not playing so well, having those two guys inside when they're healthy makes them, in my opinion, as a healthy group going in the playoffs, maybe the best in the, in the league. Now I know they haven't played up to standard, but once Brandon Graham got hurt this year, you saw how big a difference that made in Philly. I kind of, I was kind of comparing them to some of the best in the league. And I damn near for, forgot about these guys. So I, I do want to give them their respect as far as, like, I think they can turn this thing on in the playoffs and big moments. You know, pass rushing is definitely like a clutch gene type of thing. Um, and, and sometimes you rise to the occasion. And, you know, I think, I think these guys will rise to the occasion as things turn up here in the, in, in the uh, postseason. Are we a-holes for not time at the Cardinals no. until four, 44 minutes into this podcast, even though 538 has them at 99% to make the playoffs and with the highest chances of making the Super Bowl of any team. Yeah. No, I mean, listen. I haven't seen I, a quarterback again, play football in three weeks. I'm just, yeah, last year, and one of the reasons I haven't kind of given them, like, I love the Cardinals. I think what they've done there has been amazing. I think Cliff's, like, you know, he's got a lot to work with, but at the same time, he deserves some respect. And then, you know, also people, we all kind of made a meme for a couple of years yeah. and he's actually done a good job and Steve Kimes done a good job. And I just, I like what they're building there, but you've got one problem and, you know, the center of the universe for you could be out four to six weeks at any time. And I'm not saying that that's his fault. I'm just saying like to maximize you know, his potential, he's going to have to get muddy. Like he's going to have to get out and, and run and, and try to get the sticks and extend and that sort of thing. And these little injuries seem to, to lag. And I know he wants to get back out there, but if we learned our lesson last year with, with the Seattle game and, and the uh, shoulder injury or whatever it was, it didn't look like a huge deal yeah. and it lingered and their offense changed and he didn't run the ball as much. I mean, I know that he can throw the piss out of the football. That's what separates him to me. Like I said earlier this season, if he could clean up a couple throws a game, and I'm not, you know, I'm not using this as some like thoughtless if, but he could kind of, you know, how Lamar had a couple years there. These could be his couple years. But the big difference between him and Lamar is Lamar has been able to stay healthy, and Lamar doesn't like. It's like kind of a skill not getting hit. Not landing it's funny. A thousand percent of skill watching Lamar and knock on knocking on every piece of wood in my Yeah, face. every time I say it, I'm scared. When I watch him run, it's unbelievable to me how good he is at avoiding contact. Yes. And it's it's crazy. And landing like gracefully. Like when I played, man, when I used to fall, my dad would like after the game he'd be like, Man, you fall like kind of 
fucked up. Like, you know, because mm. it's just the skill I didn't have. So whenever I watch Lamar, I marvel at it. I'm like, damn, not only is he a great athlete, but he's a great athlete when he gets hit hard and when he's finding the sideline. Kyler has to figure out, A, how to do that, or B, they have to have a good contingency plan. Um, because, yeah, they look serviceable with Colt McCoy, but I want to see them beat really good football teams with Colt McCoy, dude. You know, it's like you. we just yeah, – yeah. uh, we just we just ignored the Carolina game because there were a bunch of other good games on, and it was like a weird four p.m. Like they got their yeah. ass kicked. Um, you know, I will say this defensively, they've adjusted the way they play a little bit. Um, and if you'd have told me that Chandler Jones would have he would not have an off year, J.J. Watt would be hurt, and at this juncture, uh, your leading pass rusher would be named neither of those guys, Marcus Golden. I'd say they've done a pretty mm -hmm. good job, you know, like plucking him back from New York. And what I've a great liked, contract that was. Yeah, I've liked Marcus. And and I just – I think defensively they have something there. If they get a healthy Kyler Murray for the playoffs, yeah, nobody wants to play him. But the problem is that i got to project, a, you know, maybe a four-game span um, that Kyler Murray's got to go out there and run for first downs and, and all that stuff. That's I the just thing. We're, we're, the question is when the Super Bowl and four games, like, you know, even if they get that first round by, yeah, it, it it's him and Diop who need to be healthy. And of course, yeah. Hopkins has been dealing with his share of injuries as well this season. And if they are healthy, 100%, I think, you know, in the NFC, you'd be fools not to have them either in your top two or three. Yeah. Um, but uh, it is the health thing. That's it. I, I, I will say, like, I just... I think coaching and just personnel wise, they deserve a ton of credit for some of these performances they've put up um, without him. I know you're right about Carolina, but like in the Seattle game, I was really impressed by Zach Allen, man, who who's had to step up in JJ Watt's absence and the secondary, yeah. I continue to be like completely dead wrong. I thought they were going to be terrible. Freaking Byron Murphy. Love that again. Debut. But um, Marco Wilson coming out and playing really well. So, like, the, the, the defense is super well coached, super aggressive. I think there are offenses, however, that can punish that aggressive aggression. Yeah. Um, including some of the ones we've talked about, um, like Green Bay, for example, and Dallas. But I I, I do think, like, there's it, – it, well, it's just health with this. Yeah, team. no, this and obviously, health. like, you could rate these teams, you know, like – for most of these ratings, you don't make it contingent on health. But when your quarterback on the number one seed team in the NFC is maybe one of the most exciting, might be the most exciting player in the league when he's healthy. Um, you know, like he hasn't showed early on that he can stay healthy. And that's not to say he's injury prone or anything. They just ask so much of him. So much of that offense is predicated on like, this guy scares you. You have to be afraid when you're in man. You have to rush differently. You have to do all this stuff. Um, and if they, you know, when he comes back, that's not there anymore. This was an ankle, I think, right? It's, you know, I don't remember. I think he was running out on the right sideline, headed for the sticks and came up limping. And I can remember being like, His ankle, yeah. Yeah. I was, I can remember thinking in that game where he heard it, doesn't look like much, but you might want to keep your eye on that. And lo mm. and behold, it's just that type of thing. So you worry about them. And with the Rams, I, you know, in that division, I don't want to, I don't want to take anything away from them because they got their ass kicked by San Francisco because that's like a Minnesota Green Bay thing over there, but worse. Yes. Um, they own yeah, them. That's, it's a perfect analogy, actually, stylistically. It's it's the styles make fights kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But I do worry about, and um, 
you know, I'm not raining on a parade, which has been a, cu a couple weeks long with the Odell thing. But like Robert Woods is more important than a healthy Odell. That like, I, I kept saying, everyone was like, okay, let's lead our show talking about Odell. And I'm like, how do we talk about how this run game and everything is affected by Robert Woods, who does like a million things in this freaking offense? And like, things. we literally just kind of like brushed over that. We, you know, I'm doing the straw man thing, whatever. Yeah, well, I, yeah, like, I do that too. I want to <laughs> see, I want to see this offense look good without Robert Woods before I, and th by the way, to exactly. this weekend. and I, the reason I'm still, I still think the Rams can win the Super Bowl and I have faith in them is I think a lot of the Rams problems in that game and sort of the solutions are going to come from the coaches. Um, I think defensively, you know, how they're deploying Jalen Ramsey is going to be really important. And then offensively, um, I, I think, um, you know, they, they've got to figure out, okay, we can't just have Matthew under center. Uh, or pardon me, in the gun, not in the center. And we can't mm -hmm. just, we can't use so much empty. Our offensive line is not that good. We need to go back to some of the principles we used in 2018, get him on the move, all that stuff. We need to protect him more. We need to find ways to get Odell involved. I just think they can do that. Like, I I, I think Stafford, I think they can figure that out. I, yeah, I think they can, sure. but it's going to take time. And like, my big concern offensively is just one, and I don't have the answer to this, but how many quarterbacks waited like their entire career to make a postseason run and then made it, you know, um, and didn't win their division? Because I don't know if they win their division. Um, you know, we don't know if Kyler comes back and they put some cushion between them. Like, you're talking about a guy who's never won a playoff game, right? And then you're expecting him to go win like three or four. Um, and then defensively, my big concern is Michael Brockers. He's not there anymore. Um, that makes a difference. Like this goes back to the AFC, which is which of these teams can run the ball stop the yeah, I mean, yeah. of, of the NFC teams, like I guess Dallas would be offensively should be the physical team. Uh, yeah. And I think they are. I think yeah. that I, maybe I'm wrong to write off the last game because of health. And I think defensively they did get bodied by Denver in a way that made me uncomfortable. Um, very uncomfy. Very uncomfortable. Very <laughs> that was like shades of Cleveland uh, with uh, Nolan and everything. So God did not love that. Uh, the Bucks can stop the run. When yep. Vita's in there, even when he's not in there, um, I like I the think, Cowboys. I do. So I'm yeah, not, okay. So I'm let's 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 wrap by talking about the Cowboys because I'm I still too am a Cowboys believer. I think this is a team that's going to knock on wood get healthy at the right time. Um, you get Cooper coming back. I think Tyron's actually playing on Thanksgiving, by the way. But you know, God knows who knows how long that'll last. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, their best defensive player, probably. Yeah. Well, Mike Rice has been amazing. Is coming back. Like this is a team. I think that to me, like you can kind of explain some of these losses, and they have both the they have like the meat and potato stuff, but then they also have the firepower. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, for a team to be physical and to have all these weapons, I think their biggest concern, well, again, health. But also, like, just how do you distribute the ball? Um, and, and I think, you know, when you play a team like Kansas City, who's heating up with the pass rush, you get beat. You know, the screen game looks bad. You don't take advantage of the turnovers. Uh, Tyron Smith, somebody who we always talk about being so valued, that's why, valuable. That's why we pay these guys. That's why this guy is, is uh, one of the most important players in the game. When he's out, you can't discount that value. So... They're going to look totally different when he's back. Um, I think there's a little slump here. I don't want to overreact to Denver. Uh, but Denver scares me more than the way they lost to Kansas City. You know, like yeah. the Denver thing was like, damn, are y'all still in there? Is that like still y'all? Right. 
you know, so we'll find out. But I really like the Cowboys. I actually believe them this year. I've seen too much good play out of Dak Prescott too. Like he was bad in the it's Kansas so City game. It was bizarre, frankly. Yeah. Like, but I've seen that guy shred the blitz too many times to be like, oh my god! All of a sudden, he, like that 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 game on the very first play when Kansas City took me by surprise and sent heat, and uh, he just overthrew a wide open Michael Gallup. I was like, and that was it's just not happening right different, now. How different, you know? You talk about how these games go on the road for teams. When you're playing somebody really good on the road, and Kansas City was playing like a really good team on the road, you get the, those opportunities, whether it's the turnovers or whether it's Gallup, mm -hmm. the second play of the game, whatever it was, mm -hmm. and you have a chance to hit a shot like that and get in plus territory like and quiet the crowd down, and you don't do it. Not to oversimplify it, but if you don't get the plane off the ground, you know you got to take advantage of those opportunities. Mm -hmm. That just wasn't their day, obviously. Most drops of the season, most pressures. I mean, it, it's just – was like a total nightmare fest. I no think, question. I think for Dallas. So, okay. Wrapping up three teams of the NFC, which, how would you order them? Who can win the Super Bowl? Oh man. Uh, I, I like green Bay the best. Um, I like hmm. Arizona, probably the second best. Um, I like the bucks third and I like the Cowboys probably fourth. I only like the bucks third because I just think they have so many damn playmakers. Mm. You know, my concern about them is the back end, but they have so many playmakers. Like this team is damn near unfair, and uh, and Tom Brady is he knows how to pick them in free agency. He looks great, man. Yeah, he, does. <laughs> he looks so good. I was he does. About that in there. I, as much um, as people say it, he does. He looks really good. He, he looks really good. Um, I asked for three. You gave me four. I, I am going to go return to my very. The thing I said at the beginning, which is Bucks Chiefs, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sticking by it. But um, yeah, I I think all of the NFC teams we discussed, I like our teams I believe can. Um, I think Bucks, Packers, Cowboys, Cardinals fans are gonna call me haters, but if if it's healthy Kyler, it's totally different ranking. Yeah, Bucks, exactly. Cardinals, exactly. For me. Uh, and my rankings reflect that. Well, actually they don't, because I think even with a healthy Kyler, I like Green Bay the best. You like Green Bay the best. Interesting. Yeah, I do. Interesting. Yeah. The offense has not been inspiring to me. No, they haven't. They haven't. But you know, like it's in there, and I and I think this is this is probably their year to make the run. All right, I like this. So Super Bowl prediction. Man, oh man! I want uh, again health, health, health. But I'll. If uh, if the Packers end up playing the this is this week, guys. The Packers the Packers beating the, uh, Rams. the Patriots. No, the Packers Rams this week. No, I'm saying no, I'm saying uh, the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, you 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 got the Packers beat. Wow, that'd be so sick though. That'd be a crazy game. Uh, I don't know how mm -hmm. it goes. I don't know how it goes, mm -hmm. but I really feel like I feel really good about Green Bay getting there. Um, depending on the left tackle. And uh, I think I think this could be their year to win the whole thing, but we'll see. I I am the only thing I don't want is Patriots Bucks because your girl is going to have to do Belichick Brady freaking a hundred segments on ESPN, oh and I can't I, I can't survive that. I can't survive it. So selfishly, anything. What's the most? That's fun not, that's What's the most fun matchup that's not going to happen, but you'd love to see? Ooh, okay. Um, Ravens Cardinals would be incredibly fun. Um, yeah. Like Lamar versus Kyler is those are like my two favorite players to watch. Um, yeah. um Chargers Cowboys could be fun. Yeah. Be yes. Cow the first time they played. 
Well, so yeah, Cowboys, Patriots would be Roger Goodell just rolling in money. Um, evil, like evil billionaire villains. Jesus Christ. Um, I do like really enjoy watching the Cowboys um, this year, so I would enjoy that personally. All right. As always, we're going to get to the hottest coach stuff now. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. And now it's time for Dinks and Dunks. I'm getting paid for this, right? Dinks and Dunks. Our part of ESPN Nation brought to you by Dr. Pepper. College football is back and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. All right, Chris, here's the rankings. I, I'm not going to do the whole rankings. Although, do you have it in front of you right now? This I do. Is, okay, a, a poll of 316 women ranking how hot in a parentheses, each NFL coach is head coaches for me. Honestly, I have one through 10 based on the first 10 photos returned by Google images. Okay. I'm going to read the top yeah. 10 in order. And there's some trolling here. There's trolling. And it'll be very clear what the trolling is. Okay. Not trolling at the top. Matt LaFleur, Brian Flores, Robert Sala, Cliff Kingsbury, Mike Tomlin, Sean McVay, Mike Vrabel, Kevin Stefanski, Criminally underrated. Bill Belichick, there's a troll. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. What is your biggest quibble with this rankings? I mean, this is just all right. The, you said earlier you were like, I don't want to alienate our listeners. It's pretty damn funny. As guys, I could listen, sit there and listen to women tell me who they're actually attracted to for a while because it's confusing as like we have no <laughs> idea. I think like who y'all think are good looking, like. Leonardo DiCaprio, man, I think I'd walk right by him on the street. No idea that women like him. You know what I mean? He's uh, like falling off. He's well, like, I'm just saying. I mean, this you're not surprised by some of these. Like Lafleur, he's a solid. There's some pretty obvious picks. Well, the Bill Belichick thing. Uh, trolling. That's trolling. It, yeah. Is it trolling? So these women are trolling. So well, no, I, I think there's a mixture of trolling. I think that the the Outside of Belichick, the rest he, he, of that top ten was pretty. You funny. know who's pretty mad? John Harbaugh is pretty mad that Bruce Arians is ranked in front of him as well as. He has such kind eyes too, Harbaugh. <laughs> I hate that for him. Yeah, he's just trustworthy looking. I don't know if y'all are into that. Uh, <laughs> poor Frank Reich, way down the list. Joe Judge looks like a cop. You know the whole thing, he but he's definitely him. like Arthur Smith. Oh, wow. Arthur Smith above Joe Judge. Yeah, that's rough. Andy Reid's up there. I mean, you know, David Cully beating out anybody. Like, Vic Fangio, poor Vic. I, Vic is, by all accounts, one so of the coolest people ever. He's but, at the bottom. Um, Vic's at the yeah. bottom. for the, the, Yeah. And Brandon Staley doesn't look a little like a serial killer to y'all. Brandon like, Staley, um, did you see you the in when when you you know like you know like no 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 the NFL thread of what each coach would do for their job? Did I say you that some guy made a thread? Yeah, we did it on our podcast. I know you heard so that. So Brandon one. Staley, youth pastor, I think nailed it. Nailed not a serial, it. Not a serial killer, youth pastor. Unless yeah, you know, there's you think a thin line. Yeah, thin line. Um, Versace okay. in the in the in the middle of this thing. There's a certain just, kind of middle-aged woman. There's a certain. Certainly oh yeah, for sure. I feel like is just can't resist that. But back to my original. 
Original question. How do you feel about the top 10? Like, what's the worst? Uh, setting aside Belichick, which is the troll. I think the biggest injustice is Kevin Stefanski should be hired. Kevin Stefanski. I mean, I can see that. I, You know, I had the, uh, with the job thing, I think uh, somebody said he was a trial lawyer. I think I maybe said he was a trial lawyer. Maybe the guy on Twitter said he was. Yeah, I could see him being in one of these TV shows. A lot of times, if I can't tell if a guy's like hot to girls or not, like I'll just see if I can picture them in like a Grey's Anatomy or maybe like one of these sitcoms, like these really bad, like, you know, different police or fire shows that happen over and over again. Um, yeah. I could see him in one of those for sure. But my man, Dan Campbell, who's been, he's just, this guy is, uh, he's a human Labrador retriever, man. Love him. Love him. We're totally. Yeah. He should let's be get, hired. Let's get that W man. Who, who are look at that playing? jawline. Look at that, look at that jawline. Playing? It's um, oh, Andy Dalton. Uh, so which is great. It, like me personally get to, you know, not watch football in the morning on Thanksgiving, but I really want the lions to get that. Thing. Lions are going to win. I want the lions to win. I want to manifest a Jared Goff, Dan Campbell win. Um, Sean okay, McVay question. should not be in the top 10. Ooh, I love that take spice spice of that take. Frank yeah. Reich's too low. Frank Reich is too. I'm looking now at the whole list. Frank Reich is like six in the bottom. That's this is funny as hell, dude. This is so funny. I, I just want to talk to some of these women that rank these uh, these men, dude. It's it's just funny. They got Bill I in the top ten. Three hours on this. Um, Jeff Kingsbury somewhere right now is sitting in his what? his beautiful mansion in in Arizona, not giving a shit about this list. How is how is okay? Question two: Who does give a shit about this? Who cares about this list? That's a good question. I think Zach Taylor would be mildly offended. Really? He doesn't seem online to me. No, he doesn't seem I, online, I but like if he's he on the list. He like a Nokia like... flip phone. All right, let's when... see. Who's actually looking at this list? That's a good question. Pay Sean Payton has a Twitter. Pay Payton, yeah. <laughs> Jinx, yeah. Payton, and Payton is online. And Payton yeah. below Arthur Smith is insulting. That's insulting. <laughs> Sean Payton. Here's what I said about Sean and Payton. Andy. Here's what I said about. Do you remember Die Hard Three with a Vengeance? I think yeah, is the one. Of course, yeah. He definitely looks like the the second in command <laughs> behind the German guy uh, in uh, Die Hard. Sean just does not have a. I mean, he's just got a villain's look. I mean, yeah, I'm being affected look. by reality. But, um, well, at I'm least Maggie's got this going. He's in the top half. Good he for him. Nice smile. With nice smile. Um, okay, question three. Actual football question. Um, and it's this Mac Jones came out and said he's against all pies. Yeah. Matt Judon came out and said he's against Mac and cheese, which is the worst take. Oh, Matt Judon. And I love the guy. I mean, love, love him. but right, this please. is the type of thing that it can ruin fan player relationships. I, you know, Mac and cheese is one of the best. If you asked me what I was going to eat, somebody asked me this yesterday. If you're going to the chair, what are you going to eat? And I think like, as one does, I think probably I would eat mac and cheese until I just, until I expired. You know no, what I, I mean? Think, I think about this all the time. Not all the time, but I've been asked this weirdly a fair amount, which is disturbing. Would you really want to eat something that's going to give you ingestion as your last meal? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not really thinking about the, uh, the health, uh issues right. i also have a steel trap but here's the deal mac jones makes no sense that he's from where he's from and doesn't like pies and and i actually take issue with that because apple pie is one of the best things in the world when you have ice cream with it and i'm also a key lime pie fan i like um, all pies you like all pies okay all pies. No bad what are pies. some sleeper pies 
Um, lemon meringue pie, French silk pie, Mississippi French mud silk. pie. Uh, pecan pie is my favorite, but that's not a sleeper pie. Is Mississippi um, mud pie count as a pie now, Mina? It's in a pie crust. Yeah, but you know, isn't it like, uh, is it uh, chocolate in there? Yeah, chocolate, like ice cream. It's like ice I think it's fruit because somebody made a good point. Like heated heated up fruit is not usually good. Um, and I think the exception is apple pie. I think it's got to be a cool pie or it's got to be an apple pie for me. That's the um, Mike Shore take. He hates heated up fruit. Yeah, it's, a lot uh, of people share that. He's revolted by it. I, I like it all, man. I, there's no pie that I don't like. If Oh, oh actually, someone posted on Twitter like a cranberry pickle thing, and they said it was a Utah delicacy. I didn't engage. Utah felt like it might be fake. Delicacy. Felt like one of those things on Twitter that might be going out there just to make people mad. But um, Oh, like St. Louis style everything, you know, when that meme became – Famous or when people when when people post the maps that are like this is everyone's fat favorite thing in each state and it's clearly not it'll be oh like, yeah you know, like favorite word yeah. googled and all this stuff yeah, yeah i don't yeah, believe any, I don't of that. any of this um all pies are good i actually think the pie take is worse than the mac and cheese steak so we just yeah I, well oh gosh no i don't agree yeah, that's fine you know they're both not great both bad I, I had a, i had a, i had a take the other day i don't like fingerling potatoes i said it why? Because there, why? There's so many other potato options. Yeah, but you can like roast them and get them really crispy with like herbs and. If delicious. you get them crispy, great. But you know when you go to a restaurant and they just serve you these like kind of off yellow boiled peanuts. Well, shape? yeah, yeah, but that's those every, are trash. That's those every trash. food that's not cooked properly is bad. Okay, all right. I guess I guess the the floor is low is a way you might put it. They're, yeah, the they they are the chiefs. the The ceiling is high, but the floor. Yeah. Flores. No, you're right. Fingerling potatoes, the chiefs of the potato world. Okay, question four, actual football question. Bills, Saints. Any chance the Bills lose this one on Thanksgiving? There's always a chance the Bills lose, but, you know, um, I don't think so. I, I I think they're like five-point favorites or something, and and I'm thinking Bills, man. I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I kind of trust you on this one. So hey. <laughs> What? Um, I'm taking the Bills, too. I... Like we, you know, we talked about the various weaknesses with the Bills. The Saints don't have Alvin Kamara. I, I just think the Saints are built to take advantage of those weaknesses. Well, the New boss. England, on the other hand, I might just do like an all Pat's Bills pod ahead of that week because that is that's going to be awesome. It's also like it's an awesome game. It's awesome for like a chance for the Buffalo to be like the division is ours now, you know. Yeah. And also, it's just I think like speaks to this larger tension in the nfl which is where is football going at the moment which i just love oh there's a tug of war like yeah, that. yeah. and i think this war. this game is and i want to see um i want to see if the bills coaches have an answer because we know what the question is and we know what new england wants to do in this game and i want to see if the you know brian dable like i said i, I really respect him i want to see if he's kind of figured some stuff out so can't wait for that game okay question five as always comes from lenny um love lenny Lenny is also on the internet, also on Reddit. He ran his own poll, and it's he has a separate account. It's a burner, and his poll said that um, you would lose in a fight to seventy five percent of hockey players. Do you? That's agree? what they said. <laughs> That's what Lenny said. Uh, a, I don't. I'm not really so angry like like hockey players. You know, I don't. I don't really need to fight anymore. I'm, I'm on the other side of fighting. But I size, 
size matters in fights, man. You know, some of these guys aren't all that big. Uh, Chara would kick my ass. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you so know what, what Chara is? No, I don't know anything about hockey. What percent of uh, hockey players do you think you would actually beat in fight? Man, I don't know. They fight on skates. But in this, you're not wearing skates in this situation. Because if you're wearing skates, you would lose to all of them. I think it's safe to say. Yeah, if you're if you're wearing skates, you're probably gonna lose to most of them, Um, except for the guys that score the goals, because they're the guys that like don't have to fight. I don't know. I think I got a 50-50 chance in any fight, so it's not a cop out. But I'd probably say a 50-50 chance, whatever hockey player you put in front of a football or i can call aaron donald and then it's a hundred percent all right um aggregators the headline is chris long says he could beat 50 percent of nhl players